Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. Hello, and welcome to Champion Psychology, a show with the goal of openly talking about mental health and gaming presented by Codename Entertainment and TakeThis.org. We have a little bit of a change up this week, so I'm going to change up the thing before I stumble over my words at all. Uh, we have a guest with us this week. Uh, we have our normal uh, co-host, uh, Dr. B, uh, well, Rafael Bucamazzo, Dr. B for long Italian name reasons. And we have a special <laughs> guest, uh, V Muse. You're not Mitra. <laughs> no. No, we no. went over this. She's not That's Mitra. That's the other friend, sweetie. <laughs> the other one. I, I don't like change i know you don't but you know me we're good uh i i'm one of your hosts trevor bettis uh if you have any questions uh, about the topic or anything else please put them into chat with question colon and our awesome mods jordan and martin will grab them put into a text doc that i will ask uh them at the end of the show um but yeah v hello thank you for for joining us today you're very welcome i'm excited to join <laughs> <laughs> um and uh and yeah we we thought it would be uh i mean this is a great topic to talk about because it's about creativity and you are massively creative um uh, yeah. but then we put in the extra little fun thing of self-criticism because <laughs> <laughs> that's Ooh. the way the show goes we get to talk about something nice and then something not so nice <laughs> you can't have nice things trevor <laughs> you're Between saying psychology you and me, can't have nice things can't. No? no no okay no you and i drop things <laughs> it's true it's true um i do see that a lot of people are coming in to get the code uh Hi, there, there is a thing that uh, there's a little bit of a timer so if it doesn't pop up just give it a little bit and uh and you'll get the code in there we also got it up on the screen oh i will say because there is new people uh this is a longer code than normal um uh, you can just click the 16 uh character button in there or just copy and then hit paste and it will automatically do that so hopefully that helps you out if you come in in the middle of the episode when you're not hearing this good luck uh <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get started with uh uh what what what, do we, what why are we talking about creativity and self-criticism today well because uh they often go hand in hand uh they uh, you know self-critic it, it's interesting that a lot, we often talk about self-criticism self-doubt and uh, all of these things like they're a bad thing, but they are an important part of any creative process and actually any just process in life. Uh, you know, the ability to say, hey, this one ain't good. I can do better. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of different misunderstandings around self-doubt, self-criticism, 
And uh, we've even got a lot of different terms for them. Um, we hear the word, uh, the term imposter syndrome a lot, which actually mm-hmm. that that is a very, very, very specific kind have of we, self-doubt. Have we talked about imposter syndrome? I think we have in a past episode. We've done so many things. I don't <laughs> remember. I, I know we're up to show 58. I know. That's so weird. <laughs> Wait, we have a guest here. <laughs> oh, no, she can hear us. But yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an essential uh, self-criticism is an essential part of the creative process. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's important that we talk about, um, you know, where that's healthy and where that's not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, So, okay, well, then I I, I guess the the thing to talk about is like, where do you want to start with this? Well, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to, you know, guess first. That's kind of where I want to go with things. Like, what... (laughs) I, you know, V, you, you do a lot of mini painting. You, mm-hmm. I've heard. Um, I, <laughs> rumor has it. The rumor has it. And Pain you do a lot Friday, of other really cool. What's that? That's a pain slay uh, every Friday, Pacific Channel Time, 12 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm curious, like for, for you, how do you experience self-doubt in the process of what you do? Because I mean, clearly you've got your own show doing this. You've had some measure of success. Yeah, it's it's a process that you're always going to go through no matter how long you have been doing something. There'll always be that point where you're going to look back and be like, "Mm." and I think for me personally, I had to sort of learn between what you're calling self doubt. I now Mm -hmm. call it self-reflection and interesting negative criticism of myself. They are Mm. two very different things because for me personally, and this is even when I was back as a teacher, I have found that the word criticism gets people's hackles up right away because we, we think criticism as a negative thing. So anything mm-hmm. that has critique, criticism, whatever, people step back. And it was at that point where I started using the word reflection for myself and for my students at the time, where I started seeing people being more reflective as opposed to destructive mm. in how they oh. were looking at their work. Uh, So for me personally, once I started adopting the more reflecting on what I've done, looking at both the positives and the negatives in the process, that's where it helped me not get as caught up in the, I can't do it. What am I doing? What was I thinking? How could I have made this mistake? I should just start over again. And all of that negative talk that starts up in the process of, you know, doing whatever it is that you're creatively bringing to life. Uh, so for me, that has been a huge factor is changing my language in my process. I like that. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, it, I, one of the things I end up reminding myself a lot of the times when it comes to this stuff is there's a difference between critique and criticism and just mm-hmm. being mean. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I've always found it perplexing. Like back when I was a, a single guy and I was going on them <laughs> date naps and, uh, there, there were always, I'd see profiles of people who are like, I'm brutally honest. Like, that's a good thing. I'm like, why are you bragging about that? All are you, yeah. all you're telling me is that you don't know how to care for the emotions of others. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's ways of being honest without being cruel. Oh, there absolutely is. And I think for us, especially now in the social media sphere that we are all embodied in lately, it's easier to see the harsher and more cruel approaches to telling people what they think of the work you're doing because, mm-hmm. you know, lovely things called algorithms like to keep those going because those tend to get more 
hot reactions takes. and responses. Hot yeah. Them hot God, takes. we could do a mm. whole episode about hot takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know what my hot takes are? <laughs> I don't either. So that's yeah, fair. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I try not to I have to come up yeah. with a few. Yeah. Most of my hot takes are done for a joke. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I, I really like that. The, the, the separating those because like, they're like, even what you were saying, Dr. B of, of like, you know, critique and criticism. Um, like one of the things that I do is writing. And one of the things that is good to do is to, you know, get some critiques and whatnot and find out, you know, what, if you're, what you're doing is working and whatnot. Um, I mean, uh, last year, uh, Aaron M. Evans uh, was super awesome. She's like, Hey, um, let me read your book. And I was but like, only last year. Aaron's not awesome the rest of the Aaron's time. Aaron's awesome literally Aaron's forever. Aaron's awesome all the time. Yeah, like she always has been and always will be. Um, but no, she was. it was really awesome because she was like, I want, I, let me read your book and um, I, I'll, I'll give you notes on it. And it was really funny too because she, she was like, okay, what kind of notes do you want though? Do you mm-hmm. want do, do you want me to just like mm-hmm. say like if uh, the grammar and you know the voice is good or do you want me to do st- structural work on this? And I and I uh, I was like, rip this thing apart. <laughs> like I I I want to know everything that is wrong with it, and that's because with writing I've been doing it for so long that I am to that point where. I'm not sitting there doubting myself. It's just like, I will find out if this is good later and then I will fix it. <laughs> and and so having getting to sit down with her and, you know, just tearing every part of the book apart was mm-hmm. actually really good and therapeutic where I know for some people that would be devastating. And, yeah. and so, mm-hmm. there, yeah, there, there's this this difference of like what is critique and what is criticism i think mm-hmm. for a lot of people yeah but then there's also the self-criticism that you're doing to yourself <laughs> so do, like do, do you think that those align like hearing hearing criticism from some someone else you're like oh okay that's a really good point but if you thought the same thing to yourself would that possibly be more devastating I mean, what's the two word answer that we like to give around these parts? Well, I know I only know one, which is depends. It depends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it depends. You know, there. So some for some people, um, for some people, especially if they've got like really terrible self esteem or a really terrible self image, these sort of uh, criticisms from other people, even if it is in a supportive way. Um, that is seen as confirmation of, of perceived mm-hmm. reality. And, you know, for some people, you know, that's going to be absolutely devastating, especially if what you're looking for is validation only, because that is a not an effective way of getting validation of having people critique your work because <laughs> something's going to suck eventually. Right. Yeah, very yeah. much so. That's, Honestly, whenever people ask me, how'd I do with my mini or how'd I do with this project? I'll be like, well, do you want me to give you some guidance or do you want my reaction? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're two different things. Like yeah. I will look me like, mm-hmm. you did a really great job. I like how you did this, that, and the other thing. But if they say they want guidance, I'll start with that, but go into maybe next time, try this because mm-hmm. you might find it does that for you. Yeah. It's a very, yeah, it's a very different path between, you know, criticizing someone for the work they did in a negative connotation, as opposed to guiding someone with 
what you know would help them for the next go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a tough thing, and it's a tough thing to remember as well because it, it, whether it's this is sort of a strange thing to say, but whether it is self criticism or uh, criticism from others, in order to have truly constructive feedback, there has to be one, um, some trust in the process, some trust mm-hmm. in the idea that either I or someone else is legitimately trying to help me improve because they believe in me. And self, you know, self criticism without self belief is just destructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the, as an aside, one of the things that a former choreographer, cause I used to do a lot of local musical theater, uh, community level stuff. And one of our choreographers used to say when we would look discouraged, cause she was, she was just nitpicking stuff all the time. Like it wasn't her job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, it, you know, she's nitpicking all the stuff. And when she would see us get discouraged, what she would say is, Hey, just want to remind you all the fact that I get to nitpick this is a good thing because it means you're doing all the big stuff right. And we can mm-hmm. get picky. Yeah. And that's something else people don't always uh, always remember when it comes to self-criticism is mm-hmm. how your self-criticism has evolved with your skill and your situation. True. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I guess that is an interesting thing of like why I could sit there with Aaron and rip apart the book is because I've done enough of it that like I can see that and go, oh, no, yeah, you're 100% right. Because mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to the point that I can see where that criticism is coming from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, you have enough trust in Aaron to, for her to make your work the kind of work you want it to be. That's mm-hmm. a lot of trust. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I, where I want to go with this now is like, wh- why, why is this something that happens for a lot of people when it comes to creative things where like immediately they just attack what they have done. <laughs> I don't know a better way to say it than that. <laughs> uh, I, if I if I had a, a mini, I felt like disposing just for comic effect, I would toss it towards the, my background right now, just saying this is garbage in my most ambiguously European accent that I could come up with. I think a lot of it has connections to the ability to compare your work to other work around you in mm-hmm. similar threads. Like it's mm. very easy to be like, oh, I just painted, I'm gonna take mini painting because yo, it's my yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there are minis that are out there that a whole bunch of different people can purchase the same mini and you get a whole bunch of different interpretations of that miniature. And it's very easy to take the work that you have done with that specific miniature and look to others and then start doubting yourself because you see the differences between what your work is and what their work is. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some creative factors that go into whether it's writing, whether it's singing, whether it's playing an instrument, whether it's painting, you have genre examples. So you can tap into those and use them as your own means of grading yourself, even though it might not technically be the right way to do it, or, you know, it's not comparable, you sort of set your standards by what has attracted you to that particular source of creativity. Mm-hmm. So it becomes very easy to doubt yourself, critique yourself, because you're using outside sources that are readily available to mm-hmm. compare. I, 
I can't help but think uh, the kind of the parallel to that of things that I've heard with, you know, people on Twitter and Instagram, like why some people don't like using Instagram because they're like, well, all my friends are just living the best life because I see all the good stuff that they do all the time <laughs> and compared to what I do. There, there's a little, little interesting of a parallel there. <laughs> well, there's also, I mean, com we we and uh, we naturally make comparisons between ourselves and you know ourselves mm -hmm. and others, and there's healthy ways of doing those comparisons as long as we are bearing in mind where we're actually at in things. Like I, I am not as good of a mini painter as some of my friends, despite the fact that I have been doing, you know, as a fairly casual, well, casual ish, but somewhat serious hobby for, you know, 25 years. Um, I am, I will never be as good as some of my friends and I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, some people just have talents that other people do not. I can also look at my, you know, the stuff I painted in high school <laughs> and the stuff I paint now and go, well, there's some improvement there. <laughs> hey, look at that. I learned to paint white in layers as opposed to dipping the mini in white and <laughs> obscuring all the details or just taking the fattest brush I can. Come uh -huh. make it opaque. Make it opaque. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that 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 is true. And so so what what is what, why, why, like, why do we do that though? Like, why is that the, the, why do we see something else and immediately compare what we do to it? God, if you can, if you can actually, I mean, there's a lot of different <laughs> theories on that. I mean, social, we want to compare ourselves. Um, there's a lot of different ideas about that. Um, evolutionary psychology might say one thing though. I mean, evolutionary psychology is all post hoc analysis and we can't really confirm it. So, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I, people, we like to know where we stand. We like to feel special. We like to, there's a lot of different reasons. The motivation for self-comparison is going to be different for each person. And that's an important factor in that. Um, why am I comparing myself to others? Because I want to feel worse than I already do because I want to admire someone else's work and try and improve upon that. Because I mean, it, it really is as varied as we are as people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, 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 cause I, I know this is something that like we're, we're, we're talking about, but like, this is absolutely something that people do struggle with. This can lead to not doing stuff. Uh, where like, for, for instance, for, uh, drawing is my thing. I wish I could draw so bad. Like I all, all throughout when I was a kid and everything, like I'd always have, you know, uh, a sketchbook with me and I would try to draw and stuff. And there was, there was one month in 2010 that I could actually draw and then it completely went away. And I don't know what happened there. It was very strange. Uh, <laughs> it's really, I literally, I have one, I have one sketchbook where like, there's a bunch of really good art and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I did that. And then the next page is trash and I just stopped. Um, and so like, that's the thing with me is that like, I, I'm constantly, whenever I try to get into that mood again, like, okay, I'm trying to teach myself how to draw again. It, I, I start doing it and then I start comparing it to everything. And I, and I'm like, I'm not to, I'm not to the point that I wish I was already. And then I just give up because the self-criticism is so strong there. So like I, I I can recognize that, but like how how do how do we normally recognize when self criticism is there and what it's doing? Well, how do we notice self criticism is there at all? Well, yeah, like what one of the things we have in the notes is like how do we know when 
it's self-criticism. You know, let's talk about self-criticism and the fact that I didn't finish that sentence. <laughs> uh, let's talk about owning up to one's mistakes. And that was a half typed sentence <laughs> that I got distracted by something else. What? Someone with ADHD getting distracted? What? I won't hear of it. So what was the full <laughs> sentence then? The How do we know when um, self-criticism is too much? Mm. That's what yeah. the full sentence was going to be. Yeah, okay. there we go. Well, there then we go. I rephrase to how do we know when self-criticism is too much? Well, I don't know, V, what, what do you know? Like, how do you know what your limits are? When do you know it's when it's being productive and when it's not? It's productive when you're able to look at what you are saying, reflecting on and realizing, okay, so you have just said, I don't like the color. And you can ask yourself a question, why? Because it's this. If it's something where you're criticizing yourself to the point where it's just statements you cannot question for yourself to see how you can improve upon it, that's when it starts becoming an impediment because it's not helping you grow. It is becoming this wall of just doubt of yourself. You know, mm -hmm. if you say things like, um, this is gross, this is stupid, this is amateur, and yeah. you don't go beyond and explore those, that's when your self-criticism is becoming detrimental to your yeah. process. If I go back and say, this color combination isn't right, then I can be like, okay, so I know next time, don't put these two colors together. Maybe try this and this next time. If it's something like, uh, I don't like the gradient here. Again, that's something you can work on. But when your statements start to become something that are limiting, that you can't even take into reflection and explore why you feel that way. That's when your self-criticism is really getting the better of you. Well, you're, you know, you're talking about something we've talked about before on this show, and that's uh, global labels versus specifics. Yeah. Um, now, we usually talk about that in regards to like our own behaviors, because, you know, if I was, um, if I am basically a lazy person, that's hard to fix a stable global label and personality, you know, concept. If I have a hard time being motivated for certain tasks, then, um, then that's a different matter. That's fixable. And what I'm hearing you say is the same thing uh, that specifics about your creative works, whatever they might be, those are fixable, but mm -hmm. this sucks. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to fix that. Mm -hmm. Yeah you've pretty much put yourself in a box and yeah. you can, and this is any creative process that I've been involved with, you know, whether it is painting, whether it is writing, whether it is sewing something together. Uh, when you hit that point of this limiting statement, that's where you get into trouble because you can't move past it. You, you, you have to either get someone to step in and help you talk through it more or work through it or mm -hmm. see what their perspective is, or you're going to put that project to the side and be like, I'll deal with it later because you get to a point where you don't want to have to keep thinking about it and you don't know how to fix it for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in other words, specific, you know, kind of come back yeah. to that specifics are more fixable than, mm -hmm. than, you know, global everything. Um, yeah. The one that I, one that's kind of a red flag for me, um, what I colloquially call the pity trap. <laughs> well, okay. okay. It's like, Okay, hang with me for a second, because I'm I think we've all done this, where we think that we're reaching out to a friend because we trust them. Um, and creative works can be a vulnerable process, especially if we're trying something new and different. And we reach out to that friend 
we try and see what they think about it. And they say something good. And then in the back of our, our mind, we're like, yeah, they're just saying that because they're our friend. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, because they pity us because they don't work, you know, and then it happens over for some people, it happens over and over and over again. It's basically mislabeling people's intentions. Um, but that in and of itself can become a trap for a lot of folks in terms of their self-criticism because that mislabeling of the attention uh, of their intentions ends up confirm can sometimes end Mm -hmm. up confirming low self-esteem that uh yeah okay so my one friend just said that nice things because for that's what friends do but these 90 different friends all said nice things um because that's what they're supposed to do forgetting the fact that some of those friends care enough about you to actually be helpful and have been critical of your work in the past in constructive ways. Yeah. Or some of those friends have businesses to run and they don't hire you out of pity. True. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I have gone to V on several occasions when I've tried something new and sometimes they didn't work out. And I knew, I knew I would trust V to be kind, but honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people just don't recognize that in their friends and that in and of itself can become a, you know, confirmation of whatever we have in our brain meets. I brain no good right now. Brain. <laughs> Word finding. Inside thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, the PhD meds no kicked in yet. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I wish I had a shirt that said that <laughs> I could just point to it. Uh, yeah, no, the, 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 the pity trap though. I, I, I like that because yeah, like uh, there's, there's been plenty of times that I've done stuff with that where like er- earlier on in the writing, I put out a short story and like some of my family read it and stuff and they were just like, Oh, it's really good. Like it, it felt like an episode of the twilight zone. I, and in my head, I'm just like, yeah, you're just saying that I don't really, I'm not going to listen to any of that. And, did, <laughs> and literally took none of that validation with me anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, that can be, that can become a huge trap as can, um, uh, what, um, folks of those of us who do the cognitive behavioral therapy thing, uh, call all or nothing thinking dichotomous thinking. It's mm. I, it, one mistake and it, the whole thing is ruined Yeah, and I'm going to storm off into my trailer and throw the bread up against the wall and just basically be a diva at you all. Where did the bread the come bread? from? <laughs> I don't know. See above regarding ADHD. <laughs> I just have this whole scene now living itself out in my mind. Yeah, I was, no, I was my, with him in... on all that whole, the whole ride. And then the bread came in and I went, hold on. Pause okay, listen, video. Okay, listen. All right. Bread is hard to make in high humidity environments if you don't know fair. what you're doing. All right. And fair. it is as much about feel and art as it is about ingredients. So right? it's artisan bread at that. It's not even just wonder bread. Go. Like we, we got a full on art, artisan bread. Mitra would have my back on this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> No, it's true. It is true. I got gotcha. you. I hear you. Thank you, not me, Trevor. You have my back on You're this. You're welcome. Oh, I love that. But the 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 thing that I, that I was thinking about though um, is that like I do think that it, it comes down to like where I am with 
the the thing because now if someone was like hey i read your thing i really liked it i'd be like hey thanks and i would actually feel good about it i've gotten to that point with podcasting where uh someone's like hey i listened to your show and i really liked it and i feel genuinely good and i thank them for listening and everything like that but like when i'm at a lower end of of something where i'm still newer at it like like mini painting like i'm still very new at it and i haven't done it for a little bit so i'm sure my skill has gotten lower if someone told me it looked good i'd probably just be like yeah it's fine So that 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 that's an interesting one though. The uh, that and I think that does kind of illustrate the all or nothing thing where it's like if if it doesn't fit into what I'm being critical of, it is either I I'm all the way for it or I'm absolutely not. There's no in Oh yeah. Well, and I mean this goes into this can stop people from even engaging in things to to begin with. Um in it can be really destructive the idea mm-hmm. for forget basically forgetting that there is a learning process to things. And um, engaging in that learning process is an important aspect mm-hmm. of getting better at things. But one of the one of the things that I think a lot of creative types forget is that you see all the errors because you've been practicing so much and so hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see all of the process. Yeah. You see all the faults. Yeah. Other people don't necessarily because um, I, okay, like I've worked with musicians in my private practice and so forth. And I I remember several of them who gave a performance and like one note was wrong. One note. And first of all, let's talk about the odds of giving the, the, just the, the percentages of Mm -hmm. doing a live performance for a full hour and not getting anything right. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, not getting anything wrong. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Not getting anything right. Um, the audience doesn't necessarily hear that Mm -hmm. you do because you've been practicing for weeks, but they don't, they just had a good time. Yeah. And it's, there's a magnification of mistakes in those cases and a magnific and that becomes the self-criticism. I, I've talked with people about like podcasting stuff for that, where there's like, oh, th- this is this is wrong. This is wrong. I'm just like, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guarantee it's yeah. one person did and they're pedantic and they and they should, should just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, well, exactly. I mean, they're basically comic book guy just coming in. Then. Yes. You know, I hope somebody was fired for that mistake. <laughs> That was a ridiculously good comic book. <laughs> he does book that guy, by very well. He does it very well. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I'd like uh-huh. to hear your opinions about the uh, government scenes in Star Wars. Uh- <laughs> Worst scenes ever. <laughs> Okay, so we're, we're, we're a little late to take our break uh, to, to remind our viewers and listeners of our disclaimer. So we're going to take a quick break to do that. And then we'll be back to talk a little bit more about self-criticism and creativity. Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. 
We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. All right. So, um, let, I mean, so we've talked about the the types of, you know, self-criticism. Well, we've given some examples of them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But what what do we do about it? What do we do about self-criticism? Never try. Jesus. Ne that's what we do. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that uh, got v, leaked fast. V, any yeah. advice from you? <laughs> If you find yourself at an impasse with something you're doing creatively, walk away from it for a little bit. Give yourself breathing room because mm -hmm. it is very easy for those brain gremlins to start multiplying and build upon themselves. And suddenly they're having a party and you weren't invited. I mean, it's your fault for throwing them into a pool. So exactly. <laughs> Shouldn't have fed them after midnight. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Um, I've worked with many people who are doing something creative and they got themselves to the point where it just, it wasn't, turning out the way they wanted it to. Yeah. And I have literally told them like, okay, put this away, give yourself a day, a week. Sometimes it was even a month. Like it was a creative process with one of my students, like put this piece away for a month. We'll come back to it in a month. And then you can look at it with fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. If you are at the point where you truly cannot get past the negative self-talk and the, you know, constantly down on yourself, that is not something you should put your efforts into at this time. It mm -hmm. is okay to walk away from something and then come back to it later. There is no, like, you know, there's no one saying like, Hey, this has to be done at this particular time, because this is what we've said. Creative processes are things that can pull together in their own time at their own pace. And you can walk away from them and come back. It doesn't mean that you broke your creativity. It just means yeah. you're focusing your creativity elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, one of the, one of the first like really good pieces of writing advice that I got, uh, was at a, a Neil Gaiman panel. Uh, someone asked him about writer's block and, you know, I, I think, I think everyone's familiar with the joke of, of writer's block and whatnot. And he was straight up just like, I don't think it exists. I, I think you get stuck and I think you have difficulties with the story, but you could go to something else and start writing. Therefore you're not blocked. You're just stuck on that one thing. And the example he gave was Coraline. Uh, which, you know, was made into a movie, made gangbusters yeah. and is like a really well loved. And but the book yeah. of it, he started writing it, got stuck, put it away. And I think he said he came back like five years later or something like that. And then looked at it again and went, oh, actually, I see exactly what I need to do here. And mm -hmm. then wrote, finished the book, put it out and, you know, rest is history. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think the walking away is is a really good one because you're just going to sit there and be frustrated otherwise yeah i mean there is putting distance between you and something can be helpful um another thing i uh, one thing i like to think about is can i find anything good in this mm -hmm. like and i i don't mean in a sort of toxic positivity sort of oh, let's yeah, play yeah, the glad yeah, yeah. game kind of things but i mean <laughs> like if if there's a signal if there's a sign to me that criticism self-criticism has taken over more than anything else it's that what v talked about earlier it's that global labeling well this just sucks mm -hmm. and i can't find anything good about that like if we're going back to mini painting and i'm looking at a you know a mini i do and i'm like oh i was trying for kind of a glowy thing but that didn't work right there but man i really love how i did the basing 
that mm-hmm. is such a different perspective than, yeah. and this sucks, and this sucks, and this sucks. The whole thing sucks. I'm awful. That yeah. If I can find anything good about it, and honestly believe that I did an okay job with something, that's a good sign. I'm still in a you know reasonable headspace for self criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, it, it, I mean, if if you're just if you it, the thing is, is that if you for for a lot of things, I'm not going to put this in a global thing, uh, but like there's a lot of things like if you just do that, then you did walk away not learning anything. And the point of doing these things is to learn something and to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't walk away with that, then you you that that's you should you should look at the things that you did well and go like, hey, I did this well and I now know what I need to do better for these mm-hmm. learning process. Um, the other thing I often talk to people about is finding, uh, learning to see the incremental improvements, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Um, like uh, the, an example I really commonly use is, okay, let's say you go to a family reunion. All right. And there's a cousin, like your cousin's kid or something that you haven't seen in two years. Well, all you saw was the before and after. And that's why (laughs) everyone says, my God, you've gotten so tall which I hate it so badly, but, <laughs> but you don't see the millimeter by millimeter changes yeah. that occur in the, you know, that kid's growth process. You just see the before and after. And it's the same thing with a lot of our activities, especially if they're really time consuming activities like mini painting. Mm-hmm. I can look at what I did 20 years ago and go, wow, that, hmm. You know what? That's where I was at in those days. And I've gotten better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so measure looking at those measurable incremental improvements. That's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's why I will say, don't repaint your first mini. Yeah. Don't get rid of your first piece of writing. Don't erase your first performance. Keep all of that because then you can actually go back and look at your first and look at your present, Mm -hmm. and you can see for yourself the growth Mm -hmm. that has happened. I did that recently. I, I I had to actually go back through the first podcast I recorded in my car with terrible audio. And I, w- I sat there. I was just like, I put this out on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and like I just that was one of the few times where I was like, oh, man, I have I've actually gotten better at this. OK, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I full heartedly endorse what V said there. Hold on to the first thing you did, because it is a great it's a great benchmark for where you're going to go. Um, so I oh. do want to get. Oh, go. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, two other things I, yeah. I want to throw out there. Um, one is consider consider the people you're comparing yourself to, mm. um, because because when you're starting mm-hmm. out, and you're comparing yourself against what you consider other, often other people starting out. Or you compare yourself against professionals. Yeah. And those are very different forms of comparison. And um, if you're hanging out with people and everybody's doing this together, the odds are as you improve, other people are improving too. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. at different skill levels, your normal is very different from other people's normal. Like, yeah. um, and it doesn't matter what, what creative thing you do. The other thing is, put together, I, I put together a physical feel good file um, of things I'm proud of. And I have both an electronic copy and I have a physical copy of things I've accomplished um, that I'm proud of. Uh, Maybe it's a compliment from somebody that meant a ton. 
And it's a lot harder for my brain gremlins to argue with physical evidence, especially when I got pictures of the cool <laughs> things people have said. Mm -hmm. I've got the receipts. <laughs> I got receipts, baby. Yep. Um, well, I, I do want to uh, check out what chat has been up to uh, while we've been talking. Oh, they've about been any, up to a lot. <laughs> any, any other thoughts that you want to talk about real quick? Are we, are we good going over there? No. Say okay. that's who the questions are. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> so this is from I Selfie. Uh, are we talking about mini painting? <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> At times, yeah. yeah just, examples. Just, just here and there. Uh, so this is uh, the next one is from uh, Nollis Aaron. Uh, question: uh, How do you all get through stonewalling yourself? Uh, I've tried to write stories uh, through the years, and one of the biggest problems is uh, myself, uh, my self criticism, uh, causing me to constantly re. Mm, okay, uh, causing me to uh, constantly rewrite to the point uh, of getting writer's block and giving up. Um, I have okay. I have a piece of writer advice. This doesn't go. This isn't all encompassing for everything. But I have a piece of writer advice for this, which is open up a document that isn't your writing. And as you are writing, make a note of everything you want to change. Don't do it. Make a note of everything you want to change and then keep writing like you made that change already. This is a this is a piece of advice that I, uh, that I heard on writing excuses from Mary Robinette Cole, and it literally helped me write my first book because I just had that open and I could dump all of the thought things in there that I wanted to change later. And then I just kept going like I'd already made that change and I finished a book. <laughs> so I that's that is my that's my piece of advice for writing. But as far as stonewalling yourself for just in general, when it comes to self criticism, what what, what do you all think? Well, I, I, I want to be pedantic for a second mm -hmm. i got confused when i heard that question because um for mental health types stonewalling is a very specific thing <laughs> okay it's usually talked about in relationship dynamics where mm. one person uh shuts the other person out of conversations mm -hmm. and interactions so if you saw a perplexed look on my face that's why stonewalling <laughs> has a very specific meaning to me um but in terms of basically uh if i'm hearing things correctly getting so filled with self-doubt that you lose all motivation to continue. I like walking away from things for a while mm -hmm. and working on other projects because sometimes mm -hmm. feeling as sometimes for me, feeling a sense of empowerment and accomplishment someplace else can give me the boost that I need to do something else. Cause sometimes projects are just tough and yeah. I need, I need a win before I can get back to yeah. it. Yeah. And it can be something completely unrelated. Yeah. That mm -hmm. it is not it, like, Okay, you see that little hurdy-gurdy back there? I love that thing so it's much. so cool. Yeah. I painted and put that together because I was hitting a wall with mini painting and terrain building. I just, I, I wasn't happy with how things were going. I was getting frustrated with myself and I needed a break. I knew I needed a break and I went for something that was completely different. I basically painted and put together a puzzle in the form of a hurdy-gurdy. Does it play? But, like screaming cats, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's a hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> It's a hurdy gurdy, but it's a hurdy hurdy gurdy. Okay. It's a hurdy. <laughs> yeah. ah, it hurties. Um, it hurties. Yeah. It hurties the hur <laughs> But it was enough of a change where, like, I still had an outlet for creativity doing something different. But I was able to turn and look at that thing, like, huh, I did that. That's pretty cool. And because I got that boost of, you know, positive validation for myself. I was able to turn back around like, okay, now I can go back to this mini that I have been struggling with for the past month and see, 
what I can do to adjust course because I've had that mental break because I'm not sitting right on top of it and just overanalyzing it and mm-hmm. fixating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, sometimes getting just, if you've got somebody trusted, someone you trust a ton and you know, I, there are only a couple people I trust on this level with my creative works. Um, get one of their thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times where they will look at something I'm doing and just kind of go, oh, you're really stuck in the weeds, aren't you? And there I am, you know, in that metaphor of the forest versus the trees, I'm looking in the individual cracks in the bark and I'm going, why is this not progressing? <laughs> uh huh. And sure. then they just, they're like, yeah, dude, you got all this stuff to work with that you're not looking at. Like, oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next question is from Reaver01. Question, uh, when can we recognize cases of overbearing self-criticism in comparison to unwarranted cases of professionalism slash unfulfilled ego, if possible? Hmm. <laughs> That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Thinking about that for a second here. <laughs> My, I, I will just uh, uh, say some things that I'm saying right now to fill some time, and uh, those are some think. good things that you're saying. Right I am there, saying Trevor. some good things. Uh, I am saying well, some great. Those things. Those are some great things. Otherwise, because... if I don't say this, I'm gonna have to edit it out later. But uh, because people listen to a podcast, silence. Like, Did my phone is, turn yeah. off. <laughs> oh no, I gotta turn off. Okay, so here's here's my thought based on my understanding of that question. Um. Criticism, self-criticism can be a, uh, can be a process and performance improvement thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say performance improvement process, process <laughs> improvement process, but you know, I'm the, you know, president Words. of the department of redundancy department. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, it, if you're looking at in terms of specific improvements, that's very different than need fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, at least for me, I, you know, obviously if this is an ongoing thing that you are struggling with, talk to a mental health professional who can help you, you know, work through these weeds. But for me, that's often the case. Is this a, is this a question of unfulfilled needs or is this a question of process improvement? And that's a delineator for me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go to the next one just cause I noticed the time uh, <laughs> we, we do have wow. to get out of here before uh, bark inspiration, but I, th- this one, um, I, I do want to bring it because it was a thought that I had. This is from, uh, Oh, I'm sorry if I mess up your name, Hin Karaka. I'm going to go with that one. That sounds cool. Uh, sorry if I messed up your name. Question. Uh, I get uh, that construction, uh, constructive criticism, i.e. how well we express our criticism is based on our level of knowledge on the process. How much is this related to us being uh, too general in our bashing of ourselves? The lack of understanding of the process uh, cultivates the lack of uh preciseness in expressing it so it boils down to this is just trash and this was actually a thought that i did have while we were talking is is it possibly the reason why i'm better with self-criticism in writing is because i understand the process of it better now than i did back then yeah sure why not (laughs) i mean (laughs) it depends i mean everybody's different yeah it's fair I mean, of course, the of course, the the intricacies of your self criticism are going to change as your skill level changes. You know, if you know, back when I was when I first did like a play in fifth grade, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not going to the to the drama teacher and saying, you know, I really don't think I understand the narrative structure of where this is right okay, here. Listen, like, just because my... I did do that in third grade doesn't mean anything. This is why we <laughs> like each other. But as as your 
nuance, your your knowledge gets more nuanced and sophisticated, so will your self-criticisms. And that in and of itself can be a deceptive process because everything feels normal to you and you don't necessarily know the notice the incremental growth mm-hmm. of being able, like, again, my mini painting, like way 25 years ago, I was like, why is the white not opaque? I keep <laughs> painting more and more on, I keep mm-hmm. painting more and more on. Just like why? me before I found out what uh, priming a mini was. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no, basically, and priming Basics. a mini. <laughs> Why is the paint not adhering to the unprimed <laughs> plastic? I didn't know that. And so, yeah. you know, my criticism of my minis is going to be very different today. Like, oh, okay. Guess I was a little heavy handed on that dry brushing there. The color did blend mm-hmm. as well as I would like. That's not what I'm talking about when I first start. The eyes are still a problem as they are for everyone, but almost everyone, but I... <laughs> that there are people who can paint eyes on their minis and i'm so envious i i still don't understand it oh. <laughs> mine just end up looking like marty feldman <laughs> um okay well uh thank you all for for writing in uh with your questions uh really do appreciate it. but like i said we do need to start getting out of here uh because we got bardic inspiration right after this so i think that is a good place to wrap up this show friends uh especially spe- uh, specifically v uh thank you for being yes. on and uh You're helping welcome. us out with this episode uh where can people find you all on the interwebs if they would like to do so oh well uh you can definitely find me at v underscore muse on twitter because that's where I tend to be most active. Uh, if you want to check into my own creative process, there's a lovely video on demand library on my YouTube channel, The Crafting Muse, uh, where I can coach you through and walk you through a bunch of different creative things. If you want to give some stuff a try, totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much uh, follow me on Twitter. I will guide you to the other places because I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> and and, uh, and you, got, you got a show here on CNE too. I do. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to actually see me in action painting a mini, come back here. Fridays at noon. Sorry, I'm doing the time game right now in my head. (laughs) And uh, for paint and slay, where myself and Lauren will walk you through painting minis and we're doing a really cool mimic this week. So yeah, it's super cool. (laughs) Yeah, join us there. (laughs) What about you, Dr. B? I'm around. (laughs) All right, well, you can follow me. I'm here. <laughs> no, I, I'm here. You can you can find me at uh, on almost all the socials at the Doctor B. That's T H E E D O C T O R B as in boy. But it's more important that you find and follow. Take this org, the mental health nonprofit for whom I am the their clinical director, and check out what they're up to because we've got all sorts of stuff we're we're doing these days. And so yeah, keep up to date on that go check out some of the free resources that we have mental health education wise and yeah i'm otherwise yeah i'm around <laughs> uh you can follow me on twitter at the trevor there's an a hiding in there and you can also find me anywhere the idol champions community is because i'm the community manager that's where i'll be uh yeah. thank you so much to jordan and martin for moderating in the chat and day and do a fantastic job and thank you to code name entertainment and take this for giving us the opportunity to have these conversations uh if you missed any part of the show you can catch it later on your favorite podcast service uh and you you, you review us on there and let us you know uh if you like the show or not five stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can leave five stars on spotify five no, just stars. saying just saying just saying um 
Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, Bardic Inspiration is on after this. It's a request show, uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one. But if you have your favorite Bardic Inspiration songs, be sure to go there and Jason Charles Miller will sing them. Uh, but other than that, I believe we have a fairly normal schedule. You can check our Twitter, uh, Reddit and Discord for our schedule uh, and keep up to date. But that is going to do it for this week's episode. So until next week, take care of yourself. Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment.